Welcome to New View Advice. I'm your host, Amanda DeRosier, and I invite you to join me here each week as I offer advice on how to move through whatever problem or trauma is holding you back from living life to the fullest. Let's get started. Hi, beautiful souls. My name is Amanda DeRosier, and welcome back to New View Advice. If you're new here, this is a healing-centered advice podcast where I offer guidance for the healing journey. I don't believe I have all the answers you seek. I believe you have all the answers. You just may need a new view and a little help along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Today, we will be discussing sexual assault and rape and the journey healing from sexual assault and rape. Today, I will be answering two questions from listeners, one from somebody wondering if they should go through the court process. They are wondering if it is worth it and they are feeling like they may not be strong enough. And another question from somebody who was sexually assaulted and raped and is having all their feelings about it and so many feelings that so many of us can relate to. Before we jump into today's episode, I did want to offer a disclaimer that this episode is not for the faint of heart. These are heavy topics. These are heavy questions. And I think these are very important conversations to have. But I do understand that not everyone has the bandwidth to be here and to listen to this episode. And that's okay. If you feel triggered or if this episode is making you upset at any point, please shut it off. This episode will be here for you throughout your healing journey and you are always welcome to come back or you never have to pick it up again. I am not offended. This podcast resonates with some and it doesn't with others. And that's the beauty of the human experience is that there will be a guide for everyone along the healing journey. I am not everyone's guide, but I am here to help those who my work resonates with. I also wanted to mention that I've done two other episodes on sexual assault that you may find helpful along your healing journey. These are episode 46, Healing Sexual Trauma, and episode 8, Healing from Sexual Assault and Rape. Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to honor everybody healing from sexual assault and rape. You are insanely brave. You are insanely courageous, and I have so much love and compassion for you. I think that healers of trauma do not get enough credit. So if you're looking for credit, I am here to witness and honor you and honor your experience. As somebody who has also survived rape and sexual assault and has continued to peel back the layers and continued to heal my heart, I wanted to honor you on your journey because this is a humbling journey. This is not an easy journey, but I do believe that this is a journey back home to yourself and it is a journey removing all the layers that have kept you from yourself. And oftentimes when we are sexual assault and raped, we feel like something is taken from us. I think this is true for a lot of different traumas that we feel different afterwards. We feel like we are broken or that a piece of us has left and we don't know how to get it back. And I'm here to remind you that you are never broken and there is nothing you cannot retrieve back and there is no part of you that is lost forever. It just may take a little love and compassion for yourself to feel like a new version of yourself. I personally know that this is a challenging trauma to heal from. I was raped in my childhood by a friend's father at a sleepover and I was raped in my teens by a group of boys who violently raped me and almost killed me. And I include that because that is so common when it comes to rape that your life is on the line or it feels like it is on the line. And I think when people are raped so many times, they feel like they could die in that situation because it is such a violent act. And I think that society doesn't always give you credit for that. 
I know for me, a healing book along my journey was to read Not That Bad by Roxane Gay. It's actually a collection of essays from different women who have been sexually assaulted. And the idea is that the world has deemed it not that bad, especially because you're still here. But the journey from sexual assault and rape can feel like a journey back from death. I often describe it as I have been to hell and I have clawed my way back out to create my own heaven on earth. And I have empowered myself and I have healed from many things that most of humanity won't even look at. And I've spent some time thinking about that recently. Why can't people hear this? Why can't people witness this? Because so many times when I've tried to offer a teaching or I've tried to share my story, I've been met with a frozen response, no words, that one's always uncomfortable, I'm met with pity, or I'm met with really yucky sympathy. And I've wondered why this is. And what I've come to, I think, is because if other people have not sat with their pain, they will not be able to sit with yours. Especially if your pain is so clear, right? As a society, we have all acknowledged that sexual assault and rape is a trauma. But if somebody hasn't dealt with their own traumas, they can't hold the space for you. And so it can feel like an isolating journey, healing from sexual assault and rape. It can feel very lonely. And I just send love and compassion to anybody out there who's currently healing from this. I too have felt alone, lost, confused. And what I have found throughout my healing journey is that it's one layer at a time. And I was recently asked by somebody, how do you fully heal from rape? I'll be honest with you, I'm still on that journey too. I believe it's fully possible, but I'm not there yet. I'm there closer every day, and I think it's a humbling journey. I would say when I did episode eight, I probably thought I was closer than I do now at episode 60. And that's because the healing journey is humbling. And the more I allow the deepest, darkest, most shameful things to arise within me, the more accepting I am of it all. So though I can't say I am fully healed from these experiences, I can say that the person I am now and the person I was at the beginning are entirely different people. This experience has been, if I'm honest, excruciating, but it's also been empowering and it's also brought me home to myself. These past two months, I spent a lot of time with death, if I'm honest. As I mentioned in one of my sexual assaults, I almost died. The violence was so extreme, and I think that many souls leave during rape. So I've heard other people describe it, but you check out completely and you actually leave your body. And some people witness their rapes from an outsider perspective, or some people have zero memories of it. And I had zero memories of both my rapes. So these came back to me in my 20s. So I fully disassociated from both experiences. And I share this because I know other people have experienced this as well. And it's a very hard process to recover memories. But a reason this happens is your body's trying to keep you safe. Your body wants you to live. Your body wants to survive. So it's keeping you safe by locking these memories away until you are able to process them. And so when the memories start to come back or when you start to embrace the healing journey, these layers that have imprinted on your body come back one layer at a time. And this is another safety mechanism of your body. Your body is not going to give you everything at once. It would be too overwhelming. We are only able to heal when we are ready, and no one can force this journey. This is a choice. 
It is a choice to heal. It is a humbling choice and it is an honor. And so I want to honor you if you've chosen to heal on your journey because not everybody chooses that. And that's okay. Not everyone is able to look at this. And that's okay. There is nothing wrong with them if they're unable to. This is extremely difficult. So I honor your courage and your bravery and your love of self for being here. And before I jump in, I also wanted to mention that healing from sexual assault and rape often involves a professional, if not many professionals, that can look like therapy, that can look like group therapy, that can look like finding a sexual assault support group, that can look like leaning on friends and family, that can look like finding a coach or finding somebody you can work with one-on-one. But I just wanted to offer that here up front that if you are feeling scared alone and finding this episode extremely triggering, please reach out for help. There's also a sexual assault hotline that I've linked in the show notes. This is not an easy journey. This is extremely difficult and it is a full body healing you will be going through. So I just want to offer you grace and I want to honor you wherever you are at on your journey. I have been there as well. I feel like I have felt every single feeling that is possible on this journey and I just want to honor you and to encourage you to find help if you have not yet. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you and you should not have to go through this alone. And the best thing I did for myself along this journey was to find help and to find the right help. I unfortunately on my journey found therapists at the beginning who were unhelpful and that led me to a point of one of my lowest points of all time. But When I was at that low point, I had a conversation with God. It was a time in my life where I didn't even believe in God. And I sat at the beach and I looked up and I said, God, if I'm not supposed to take my own life, show me how to stay. And that same day, I received a book in the mail that helped me along my healing journey. I found a therapist who did EMDR and I found a group therapy. So I'm still here because of that conversation with God. And I only share that here up front because, again, there is nothing wrong with you if the thoughts in your head are too difficult for you to handle on your own. There's nothing wrong with you if you can't get the memories out of your head. There's nothing wrong with you if the feelings are extremely difficult. There's nothing wrong with you if you feel scared. There's nothing wrong with you if you feel off and different than you did before this happened. There's nothing wrong with you if you have a mistrust of the world that you did not have before. Many people feel naive when these events happen and they lose this innocence they once had before an event like this happens. And so there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. This was not your fault. You are not to blame no matter what excuses your mind tells you. The violence of others is not your fault. I believe that we live in a broken world that needs a hell of a lot of love. And where do we start with that love? How do we change the world? We start by healing ourselves in our own hearts so that we can show up for others. Why does the healing journey never end? Because after you heal yourself, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done out there. And you may choose to help others heal from sexual assault, or maybe you choose to help heal nature. Our relationship with nature here is broken. Or maybe you choose to be a hero for animals. Or maybe you choose to be a way shower in your own family structure. And the trauma that you experienced in your youth, you are able to move forward and not imprint on the next generation. Maybe you find 
that healing your own heart is enough and you spend the rest of your life sitting in joy after you heal your own heart. But the healing journey doesn't end because there is a lot of healing to be done here. This is a broken world and you are not what's broken about it. You are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are enough just as you are. And all your hard feelings are extremely hard, but there is nothing wrong with them. And your body is not trying to punish you with all the hard thoughts and feelings. Your body is trying to help you to heal. So if you are still here with me, thank you. Let's jump into question one. I was on vacation in the Dominican Republic and was raped by the bartender three months ago. I also believe I was drugged because I did not drink enough to black out, but can't remember what exactly happened. I'm going through court processes and suing the resort. Do you think it is worth it to go through the court proceedings or should I drop it? I don't know if I'm strong enough to continue it, but I don't want him to do it to anyone else. Thank you so much for this question. And I am so sorry for this situation. And I am so sorry that you have found yourself in this difficult moment in time and to have to make this difficult decision. The decision to sue or not sue or to press charges is an extremely difficult decision for survivors. I did not remember what happened to me for 10 years. I buried it in my teens and I buried it in my childhood. And when it came back, I still suffered with the question of if I should press charges. This is something that almost every survivor will struggle with, so I want to honor you, and it's a very, very personal decision, so I cannot give you the answer. But what I do want to offer you is that whatever decision you make is not wrong. There is a decision that is best for you. And I also want to take a moment for anyone out there struggling with this decision I want to take it off the table that if this happens to somebody else, it is not your fault. That is some victim-blaming shit we have done in this society. It is not your fault if that person does more violence after the violence they did to you. If that person goes out and rapes another woman, it is not your fault. So I just want to take that off the table. I think that this is a decision you have to make because a lot of people find it really empowering to go through the legal system. But the legal system is not always on survivors' sides. The legal system can be really hard for survivors and it can be a re-traumatizing event. I don't say that to scare you. I say that out of honesty. A great book to read if you're making this decision is Chanel Miller's Know My Name. I thought she did such an amazing job at discussing what going through the legal process is like because as she discusses in the book, no one explained to her what it would be like. And so she goes step by step about her experience. And I think it's a really eye-opening book about the troubles with the legal system, but also how it can be empowering to go through the legal system and to be seen in your story and in your truth. So I believe that, as I said, this is a personal choice. There is no wrong choice. I encourage you to do what feels best for you. If you do decide to go through the legal system, I highly encourage you to have an amazing support system. So this could be friends and family, but I also invite you to find a professional to be with you throughout this process. So that could be a therapist. That could be a support group. But to find a group of people to support you through this because it will not be easy. And not going through the court system will still not be easy because what will happen in both cases is you will have to look at what you survived and heal. And if you choose to go through the court system, you will likely have to relive the event multiple times in order to communicate that to people. 
And if you choose not to go through the legal system, there will still be a journey ahead of you of healing, of coming to terms with this experience, of healing your heart, of forgiving yourself, of witnessing yourself and the pain that this experience has caused you. And to be with yourself and all the parts of your body that may be feeling shame after an event like this. Sexual assault and rape, it leaves people with so much shame. I think people don't understand who haven't experienced extreme trauma that we blame ourselves for these experiences. It's the only way our mind can come to terms with something so tragic happening. The same thing happens if somebody dies in your life and it's not your fault. So many people blame themselves and it just happens over and over again that we put the blame on ourselves because we don't know how else to process this. We don't know how to come to terms with the fact that we live in a world where nonsensical violence happens. There is no real logical reason for why this happened to you. I have spent weeks, if not months, if not years thinking from the point of view of my perpetrators. The only thing I can really come to is that they must have been in a lot of pain themselves in order to perpetuate such pain, but it's not an excuse for them. And it's not a good enough reason when I'm crying on the floor because of what I've survived. That's why I'm so passionate about everyone healing because I don't believe healed people do these things to one another. It is the people living in the unconscious, living in their subconscious, living in the worlds of separation that do these things. But I offer that because I know you have a difficult journey ahead of you either way. So I just want to offer you grace because as I said, this decision is up to you. And maybe you could have a real conversation with your lawyer about what they think the outcome would be for your case. I have done sexual assault groups and I have had people who have had great experiences in the legal system and I've met people who have not had great experiences in the legal system. And by a great experience, it means that the outcome was in their favor. The experience was not easy. But as I mentioned, healing from sexual assault and rape isn't easy no matter which way you choose. And I want to revisit that you don't want him to do it to anyone else. Of course you don't. So if you choose not to press charges, of course you don't want him to do it again. But you have to take care of you in your own heart. And oftentimes who's really triggered by sexual assault and rape is your inner child. Your inner child's sense of safety and sense of purity and their view of the world has changed and it's been devastated. Take time with them. Maybe there's a certain age of you who's triggered. Maybe it's the age you are now. Maybe it's younger. What I found through healing sexual assault and rape is that it's a journey of healing everything because it all gets so intertwined and the beliefs we create from the instant is based off of beliefs from the past. And it's a hard concept to explain in a short episode, but what I will say is on my own journey healing from sexual assault and rape, I also had to heal my relationship with my parents. I also had to heal relationships that I had with friends. I also had to heal my relationship with alcohol. I also had to heal my relationship with myself. And that was the most important relationship in all the times that I had turned away from my own heart. And I also want to emphasize with the strength part that I think you're extremely brave. I think you're extremely brave for even starting this process. I think you're extremely brave for still being here. I think you're extremely brave for asking this question and for having these tough conversations with yourself. Some people can't even do that. And again, there's no judgment. It's just the truth. 
and you are extremely strong and I believe that your heart can communicate to you what is best but I think what would be good for you as I mentioned is maybe to read Know My Name and also to do your research into the legal system and to discuss with a lawyer the process. Get the process up front. Ask those questions. Go and educate it. I think we forget to ask questions and we just hand over the power sometimes in situations where we don't know what's going on. For example, when it comes to lawyers or doctors, we forget that we can empower ourselves by asking certain questions. And I would ask what the process is going to look like. How long do they predict the process will take? How many times will you have to retell your story? Will you have to come face to face with the person who did it again? What is the process like? Have they done other cases like this? How did those turn out? Do they have any recommendations for support systems as you move through this? I invite you to really educate yourself on the process because I think that will help you to make the decision. I think when things feel so overwhelming and out of our control, one of the best things we can do is to begin to educate ourselves. I think that's one thing with the healing journey, right? You don't know what you don't know. So, so many people at the beginning of the healing journey, it's just about gathering info. It's reading a lot of books. It's listening to a lot of podcasts. It's starting to understand the inner world and bring the awareness and to start to see why we do the things we do. But the next step is to go deeper. But first, we want to educate ourselves and to learn about the process. So I think that could help you. I also invite you to work with a professional, as I mentioned. So I invite you to find a support system throughout this, to find a therapist, and to begin working through your fears around this, your insecurities, and the trauma you experienced. I know that so many survivors of sexual assault and rape have found EMDR to be helpful along the way to helping to neutralize those really intense feelings. And I also invite you to begin journaling with your own heart to help you become clear on this decision for yourself. Because I think that it is a really empowering choice to go through the legal system and to have your story be heard. But I also know that it can be really traumatizing to retell your story many, many times. So you have to decide what's best for you. There is no judgment here. I support you no matter what you and your heart choose. I don't think there is a wrong choice. And I know that you are strong. I know that you are brave. And I know you are worthy of moving past this and healing your heart. I hope something in this answer was helpful. I am sending you so, so much love. Please reach out if you have any follow-up questions. Sending you so much love, compassion, and grace as you continue this journey healing from sexual assault and rape. I was raped one month ago and listening to your podcast has helped me a lot. My husband and I got drugged at a club. We both blacked out. I somehow ended up naked on a random man's bed. I was being held captive. I meant to escape while he took a shower. It's hard to write and talk about. My family had filed a missing person report. My husband was found in the hospital. If I did not get out that day, I could have died. I had to use a random person's phone to call my husband. He came to get me along with all my family that had been searching for me for hours. The police arrived, identified the man, and he's currently in jail for what he did. But he's trying to blame me, telling the court I wanted this. I don't remember anything. I just remember him being on top of me and me telling him, no, it's hard. I get flashbacks every day. I'm trying to live a normal life. I'm scared he'll be let out. I'm scared to be alone. It's not fair. I'm not scared of dying anymore. I feel so hurt someone took advantage of me. I feel lost. I feel numb. I feel like it's all my fault. I blame myself every day. I don't like to cry. I feel weak. I bottle everything up because I don't want my family to know I'm hurting. I just want to heal this, but I don't know how. Thank you so much for this question. I am sending you so much love. 
everything you are feeling is valid and is the experience of sexual assault and rape. And I am so sorry. It is so hard. And I am so sorry you are feeling so much. And I am so sorry you feel weak because you are not weak. You are strong. You are still here. You got out of that situation and you saved your life. I am honoring you and I am sending you so much love because I have been exactly where you are. And I say that not to make it about myself. I say that to be like, I get it. I get how hard it is. And I get all the feelings and I get the flashbacks and I get the feeling weak and I get the blaming yourself and I get the fear. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but when I was a teenager and one of the people who raped me, he would stalk me afterwards. So he would stalk me around school and I would always find him when I was in a hallway by myself. He would just always be there and he would find me and he'd touch me, like touch my waist, touch my hip. And I was so confused. I was so confused by what had happened to me and this guy would follow me and stalk me and I lived in a constant state of fear. And I share that story because I get how much fear there is with this person and how they could be let out. And I'm so sorry that you're living with that. And how when we are living in constant fear of our lives, we can feel very out of control and be overcome with fear. I get it. I get it. And my advice for you is to get help, to find someone to work with, to talk to somebody about what you survived. You did not survive a little trauma. You survived a life or death situation that leaves a massive imprint on your body. I know because I've lived it too. And it has taken me years to heal that experience of being close to death. And in your answer, you say you no longer fear death. I also felt that way, that I no longer feared death after that. I became very risky with my behavior. I became very risky with my life. That's the word that keeps coming to mind, risky. But over the past couple months, looking at my fear of death and how for a long time I felt I didn't fear death, that was coming from the internalization that death would be easier than what I was living with. And so I send you so much love and I want you to know you're not alone. Too many humans have experienced what you're going through. So though it can feel so confusing and it can feel so daunting and you can feel so lost, I promise you, you are not alone. There are more survivors out there than you realize. These are the things people don't talk about but many, many people live with. I say that because there is a path to healing. There is a path to finding your way home, but it's gonna require looking at this layer by layer, which I really, really think you need a support system through this. And so I don't know your relationship with your family, but you are not weak. And I think your family would very much understand if you were to open up about how hard this is for you. I'm sure they understand that. Your husband sounds like he went through a very similar experience. So opening up to your husband may be helpful or maybe it's too soon. Maybe he's traumatized as well. Only you can really judge those relationships. I know for me, I don't really talk about what I survived with my family. They can't hear it. I hit a wall with them with it and they can't really go there with me. So I have had to create a support system around myself, which has included many support groups, 
many professionals and confiding in friends who have experienced similar situations. And so finding support is going to really, really help you because you do not have to carry this burden alone. It is too heavy to carry by yourself and you are not weak. You are strong. You are brave. This experience may leave you feeling so many different things, but you are still whole, worthy, and a child of God. If healing from sexual assault and rape has taught me anything, it has taught me that God has never left me. My faith has helped me through this process. I don't think it's possible to heal from this without faith in something greater than yourself, without that love of a higher power. And you don't have to understand anything right now to understand that there is something out there bigger than you and I. That power of love that breathes through everything that still unconditionally loves you. So for you, there's a lot of different layers here that I think you're going to have to heal from. I think that you've described a lot here and that it's going to be peeling these layers one by one. And it's whatever is most pressing for you will be the layer that needs to arise. And you'll know that by probably the flashback that you can't get out the most or by the thoughts you keep replaying. But it's going to be layer by layer because there's a lot here. What you survived is a life or death situation. That's not to be looked at lightly. And I know how hard the journey back home is after something like this. I'm still on my journey. Though it may not be helpful now, as I say over and over again, I promise the journey is worth it. I promise the journey home to self is worth it. The you on the other side of this is already cheering you on. And for you, I invite you to find somebody who does EMDR therapy because it sounds like you are still moving through the experiences and these flashbacks and these memories. EMDR is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And what it is, is it's a therapeutic technique that will help you to remove the really strong feelings attached to the trauma you've experienced. And this is done with a professional in a professional setting. And I highly recommend you do this because I think that it will really help you to come back home to yourself. These Memories can be too hard to process on your own and it's very normal to be replaying this because it's your body in a constant fight or flight state because it doesn't want this to happen again. So it's replaying it and replaying it because there's a lot of feelings there that need to be processed because your body is looking to process this experience that you weren't completely able to process in the moment. So EMDR will help you to come more to a neutral place to assist you in your healing journey. I also recommend RTT, Rapid Transformational Therapy. This is a type of hypnosis that can help you to work through these memories. There are different therapies that you can look into that can help you with the memories and the emotions attached to the memories because oftentimes the memories replay because of the emotions that are attached to them so they're connected and what you want to do is process these but I really really need to emphasize how it's going to take professional help for you to do this this is not something you're going to be able to do on your own you are strong even if you need help you are strong for asking for help it is one of the strongest and bravest things you can do is ask for help when you are struggling we have taught people here on earth that it makes us quote-unquote weak to need help and we should be able to do everything on our own not true This is something you're going to need help with and you're going to need a support system throughout this. And I invite you to look into support groups, trauma support groups, near-death experience support groups, sexual assault and rape support groups. But looking for groups of people who have survived similar experiences to you could be really, really healing for your heart to know you're not alone because all the feelings you're feeling 
probably make you feel really isolated, but they're very normal for the experience you survived. Feeling lost, feeling numb, feeling like it's all your fault. Very common for the experience you've survived. I know I felt lost. There are many times I feel numb and feeling like it's all your fault, as I've mentioned, is a very common trauma response because taking on the blame is a way for your mind to control the situation and to think that it can control it from happening again. So if you take it on as being your fault, you can prevent it from happening again. But the truth is, it just was a nonsensical, tragic event that you could not control. And I also want to honor the drugging you mentioned because in our first question, that was mentioned as well. And I'm so sorry to anybody who was drugged and had this happen. It is, again, not your fault. It's not your fault. And we cannot control the abuse of others. We cannot control these horrific things from happening. And it's not fair what happened to you. You said that it's unfair. It isn't fair. It really isn't fair. And you deserve to have all your feelings about it. Please take the time to feel that, to feel that unfairness, to feel all those feelings and also know that there is a path forward and that healing is possible and that as hard as a journey as it will be, this too shall pass. I hope something in this answer was helpful. Thank you so much for this question. I'm sending you so much love. Please reach out if you have any follow-up questions. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of New View Advice. As always, I hope you were able to find something helpful throughout this episode. I am honoring each and every person on their healing journey. If you are healing from sexual assault or healing something else that is on your heart, I am sending you so much love as you continue to heal. And I thank you for the work you are doing. I truly believe the healing journey is a privilege and an honor. And I also believe that each time we heal, we help to heal humanity and we help to heal the earth. And... I believe that all healing has a ripple effect and creates a loving vibration that affects our hearts and the hearts of those around us. So I just want to thank you for the work you do and thank you for healing. It is an honor to be here with you on this journey. If you didn't know, I have a website, newviewadvice.com. And for this episode, you'll be able to find show notes there at newviewadvice.com slash 60. And on my website, I also have free journal prompts and meditations, including a meditation for healing from sexual assault and rape, which I will link in the show notes at newviewadvice.com slash 60. So if you're interested in learning more about New View Advice or seeing what I have there, you can check out my website at newviewadvice.com. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I hope I was able to offer you a new view on whatever you may be going through. Sending you all my love. See you next time.